all the nutrition information out there today. Everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. A lot of times I hear emotional eating like it's a dirty word. You know, oh, I'm an emotional eater. Okay, that's not a bad thing. Most of us are emotional eaters. Quite frankly, I don't want to go to a birthday party or a celebration if food and drinks aren't going to be there. That, it's happy, it's fun, there's food. The problem with the problem with the emotional eating isn't the emotional part. It's the part where we're trying to hide the emotion. When we keep eating to take that emotion away, we, we talk about cravings. The first thing we look at is emotions. How are you feeling? A lot of times when we're sad or depressed, we go towards chocolate and sweets, anger, go towards chips and pretzels, that salty crunchiness. And a lot of that kind of determines what our cravings are. So really to turn around and be like, emotional eating's bad, It's not, that's not the problem. The problem is when we use eating to hide those emotions. A lot of us, when we're having that time where we feel emotional and we feel like we're craving, we can simply acknowledge our feelings and work with them in addressing them, whether it's talking to a friend, a coworker. If you want the piece of chocolate, have the piece of chocolate, but maybe have an ounce of chocolate, put the rest away, go for a walk. But the problem is, is we fall into our cravings of the chocolate and we keep eating the chocolate until the chocolate is totally gone. Then we feel like garbage, so now we're kind of even more depressed because we've eaten all this sugar, our blood sugar is all over the place, and now we just wanna sit on the couch and cry. Well, imagine when you're feeling emotional, if you allowed to have yourself that piece of chocolate, you called somebody up on the phone and went for a walk. What a different outcome we would have. You wouldn't finish the whole bar of chocolate, you wouldn't feel like garbage, and you would probably actually feel better because a lot of those emotions you were feeling, instead of shoving them down, we allowed them out. And I've noticed for specifically a lot of women that I've worked with, we've shoved emotions so far down. So what we need to be doing is acknowledging the emotion and doing something else instead of sitting down with the container of Ben and Jerry's and just wallowing in our sorrow. What if we got a small little, like one of those ramkin bowls, put a scoop of ice cream in it, had the scoop of ice cream, and then just went for a walk. Whether you're walking the dog, you take your kids out to play basketball. Lately, we've been doing like nightly jumps on the trampoline. Just do something fun and don't wallow in that emotion. Let the emotion acknowledge it. But trying to fix that we're an emotional eater and trying to rewire ourselves, you're setting yourself up for more failure. You know, I follow this person, actually, I just unfollowed them on Instagram. It was somebody that, you know, I really... He, he was very good with motivation. He had a great story, but the information he was giving to people, it wasn't, wasn't correct. He didn't have any type of nutrition degree. He was telling people how to eat, telling people what to do, and it was exactly what we shouldn't be doing. Now, this is somebody that obviously had an unhealthy addiction to food. So he's just telling people, in a way, not to eat. Don't keep it around. Don't, okay, that that's great for a short term, but it's not sustainable because at some point, 
that food is going to be around. And if you can't have a healthier connection with food, it's not going to work. There, I'm sure there is an emotional reason why he ate himself into, I think it was like four or 500 pounds. I'm sure there was that reason. And he's not addressing the reason whether he doesn't want to talk about it on a public forum, which is possible because quite frankly, not everybody likes sharing all their their personal feelings on a public forum. The information he's giving to people is more harmful. You know, at some point, these people are going to be in front of a birthday party and in front of a cake and they need to know how to control it. They need to know because at some point they're going to give in and want a bite of the cake, but need to know how to stop at a piece and not the whole thing. And right now, the coaching is just avoidance and avoidance isn't really the answer. So really to have that healthy connection with food, we have to have a healthy connection with our emotions. You know, someone once told me that anxiety is worrying about the future and depression is worrying about the past. And a lot of times when I feel myself even becoming depressed or anxious, you know, just thinking about that kind of allows me to see, okay, I am worrying about something I have zero control of. Me worrying about this is not going to fix the outcome. Now, I could look at solutions that could help fix the outcome, but me just overly worrying about it doesn't do me any good. And again, a lot of time, and when you're in that emotion, and sometimes when it's such a bad thing, and you're like, oh my goodness, the world's coming to an end, I don't see a way out of this, and you keep dwelling, and that's when that emotion gets out of control. We got to kind of rein it in, whether it's talking to someone, you know, now in today's day and age with cell phones, they have therapists that are available on apps that you can just simply download an app. And I think it's like 25 or 30 bucks. You could talk to a therapist, talk to somebody, find a local therapist, find a friend, get a buddy system. There's so many options. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't even have to be another person. Talk to the dog. I mean, there's quite, there's a lot of times my dog, if he could only talk, he could tell you so many things that I don't want people to know. Journaling, I think I talked about it in an earlier episode. I actually had a woman that she would just write curse words and not nice things in a journal. And it was just her way of getting it out. She kind of bottled everything up and just really kind of kept it down and was actually really kind of destroying her health in a way. And when we got to the root of it, we came up with this idea that she was just going to journal all her thoughts and put it down in a journal. And she actually locks the journal up in a safe because she's afraid that if people ever found it, if something happened to her, they would think differently of her. But it's her way. She just has to get it out. And she was born into a society and a family where this isn't really appropriate. So that's how journaling works for her. But there's so many options. You, We have to find another way. And food isn't it. Food should never be used to hide an emotion. If you're feeling that craving come on, acknowledge the craving. I also often see that our cravings get worse if we keep denying our body. So if we're really depressed and we go to reach for, let's say, the chocolate and we're like, no, no, I'm not going to do this. And then we leave it for a minute, then come back and now our craving is out of control. Our mind is just all over the place. Now, instead of having a small piece of chocolate, we are going to eat the entire chocolate bar and then maybe any more that we have in the house. Where initially, if we just acknowledge the craving, grab the square of chocolate or an ounce of chocolate, put the rest away, and then 
did something, you already satisfied that craving. But on top of satisfying that craving, you have to acknowledge that emotion in another way. It's kind of like, you know, it's a two-part fix here. And most of what we see in health, it's it's never one thing. It, there's always multiple reasons for different things. So now I know a lot of you are thinking, but Laura, what about the people that overeat even when they're happy? Well, most people at some point are going to overeat, especially at that birthday party. There's new foods. You might have Aunt Edna's cheesecake that you don't have, and you essentially just have too much cake, too much cookies, just too much food. Now, if we had a healthier relationship with food, the next day we wouldn't be kicking ourselves. We would just be able to move on, maybe readjust what we're eating the next day to kind of, you know, help with better digestion. But it's when we have that negative relationship with food, eat too much at the birthday party, Monday morning rolls around, we're feeling really bad about ourselves, we get into this really down moment and we spiral again. So even if you're overeating because you're celebrating and stuff like that, if we had that healthier relationship with food, we can pick ourselves up and move back on. It's when we don't have that positive relationship with food where we start kicking ourselves and then we get down and when we're down, we're craving sweets and the cycle just begins over and over again. And if you are the kind of person that's always happy and always overeating, call me because I want to know your secret for always being happy. But a lot of times we know for people that are always happy, there's usually a much darker side and they probably need just as much emotional work as somebody that finds themselves often sad and depressed. Because if you really were truly always happy, you'd probably also have a really good relationship with food too. So feed, acknowledge, and move on. But don't try to remove yourself as an emotional eater because no one wants to go to a birthday party with kale chips and green smoothies. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you have any comments, make sure to leave them. Enjoy your week and don't forget to eat your effing veggies. I'll talk to you all next week.